Hey, it's Melvin, one of your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you're a longtime listener, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Reviews are the lifeblood of the podcast world, so if you want to help us out, it'll take only a moment of your time. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the show. I'm trying to decide if I want to start with something that's Spider-Man related or something that's like vaguely religious related. Or like Sony related? Or Sony related. What's the religious related one? Well, just like talking about, because I feel like we don't actually utilize the Christian angle of a lot of the podcast necessarily. And not by not by purposeful omission or anything. It's just the nature of the types of things we talk about. So I try to cover that by like giving an anecdote, like here's something that happened to church this week, so that people are like, oh yeah, Christian podcast. So then when we spend like the next hour and a half like talking about superpowers and complaining about like portrayals of villains or something, that in the back of their head everyone's like Christian movie podcasts, and so we can keep both feet in both worlds, so to speak. That's what I bring to the podcast. And also, I think it gives air credibility, right? Yeah, I, I can see that. I think what's interesting is the well, here you go. The more that I read the New Testament, the more I see that like freedom is constantly brought to the forefront of what happens when we're in Christ. And that freedom is almost like overwhelming. And in this particular case of just as turning one of our hobbies of hobbies and interests and pastimes and watching movies and reading movie news and movie history and culture and whatever... One of the things that we can kind of see because of what Christ has done for us is that we're allowed to freely spend our time doing something that others might arguably be considered needless, pointless. You could almost hear someone yelling, what are you doing recording a podcast about two Spider-Man movies that people barely remember when people are dying and they don't know Christ? It's like, well, because... Part of the freedom in Christ is the fact that we get to enjoy creation, we get to enjoy life, we get to enjoy things in general. That's not to say like, ah, oh, yes, I love Christ, therefore material things are valuable. But I think in a way, our show passively expresses this reality that like where we can go an entire episode without mentioning the fact that we're loved by Jesus because we are loved by Jesus, if that makes sense. Maybe you can, brother, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> no, I meant more like <laughs> I meant more as like a gimmick. Like what makes us separate? What makes us different than other? Sometimes I think what makes us different is that we are a Christian podcast that doesn't constantly bring up. Did you see what this pastor talked about on Twitter? <laughs> pa- passively Christian podcast. Yeah, because I think like oftentimes what makes the Christian life difficult for Christians is that they turn Christianity. This is going to sound so bizarre, but they turn Christianity into their identity. And then they complain going, why don't people like me? Oh, it's because I'm a Christian. It's like, sometimes people just don't like you because you're weird (laughs) or because you're mean or because you purposely set up a conversation like, Hmm, yes, abortion bad. And it's like, dude, 
I'm a truck driver. What are you talking about abortion over the CB radio right now, man? And then they go home and they're like, gosh, the world hates me. I, <laughs> it, I can't stand it. And it's like, no, <laughs> they don't hate Christ. They, they, they hate you because you're annoying. Um, and so all that, to, what I'm getting at is like, I think sometimes we're benefited by just being, just being a couple of bros, just being a couple dudes, not a phone in sight. And I think that, works well like when i think about my dynamic at work what works well is that my coworkers know i'm christian and they know even in my spare time i'm reading scripture just because <laughs> that's mostly the most free time i have um is my downtime at work to do that and then i can do some journaling but also i'm not like going into work talking to my boss who i have a really good relationship with and then just going hey so let's talk about jesus even though i know you're you're, you had a really rough experience in the church growing up and your parents were like connected to Amway and exploited by rich people because of their faith. Like I wouldn't just start that conversation. It's much more natural and I'm patient enough to let that happen. And I'm also patient enough to not, not to think that I am the only person in their life that the Lord is using to point that person to him. All that to say is, I think by how we do our episodes sometimes, saving conversations about Christ or about spirituality or about wisdom for when it's needed or when it's necessary is more appropriate than if we are talking about Mark Webb's duology, the amazing Spider-Man series, and somehow trying to talk about, I don't know, man. Pick pick something out of a hat, and some other podcast has tried it. <laughs> so, does do you feel differently about that, or do you just feel maybe we just which thing like like do you feel differently about what I just said <laughs> that like <laughs> that like my passivity to it uh, to the fact that we're Christians running a podcast is maybe not as um, healthy as perhaps us overtly talking about Christianity every single episode. Well, I think it's more. Part of why I listen to movie podcasts in general is I'm looking for different viewpoints and I can also appreciate like I'll ha- I'll have certain sources or podcasts listen to to have a distinctly maybe more academic lean on how they view films or I'll listen to like a more nerd centric podcast where they're just excited if you know, a character's weird. ATST. ATST. Yeah. <laughs> well, like they'll care about stuff like, oh, I like the way they utilize this suit or right. I like these comics pulling from. And then all totally. of a sudden, general ones I listen to because they're funny or whatever, or ones that bring a lot of historical context or talk about the development of film. And so I think that if I was searching out a Christian movie podcast, I would sometimes be interested in seeing how that would affect the way they look at a particular movie. Now, granted, like I said, you know, there's not a lot of uh, moral ambiguity in most superhero films where there's someone trying to blow up the earth and someone wants to stop them from doing that. <laughs> so clearly, no matter how much Zack Snyder wants to make you think there's moral ambiguity, super <laughs> or Man of Steel is still just one guy wants to blow up the earth and the other guy doesn't. Uh, he wants to terraform <laughs> the earth. I'll have you know. Oh, man, that's so deep. I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've only seen that movie once, and that was in theaters. And I think that was enough for me. My favorite memory of that is everyone in the theater laughed every time the Sears logo showed up. Because (laughs) it was so prominent. The last time it happened, everyone just went, Sears! (laughs) (laughs) 
which I'm sure exactly what Mr. Schneider wanted everyone's takeaway from his more dark contemplative take on Superman. And so that's just, that's just my feeling on it where if, so there's a part of me that's just kind of like, okay, like what are we bringing to the table that people couldn't get from 15 other podcasts? Like when we're talking about amazing Spider-Man, for example, why listen to me talk about it? Why listen to you talk about it? Why listen to us talk about it versus just typing an amazing Spider-Man review into YouTube and watching, you know, whatever comes up first. And watching like YMS or Ralph Seppe or whatever. Hey there, it's your friendly neighborhood call to action. Just checking in on you. Hope you're doing all right. I'm just stopping by to say, you know, if you enjoy the show, you can always subscribe and write a review for Cinematic Doctrine. There's iTunes, Podchaser, basically anywhere you listen. You can give us a shout out with a thumbs up, five stars, gripping positivity. Or if you hate the show, you can say that too. Hey, what? What are you saying? Why are you saying that? Well, I'm not going to tell them what to do, Ted. They're free to do what they want. Our analytics say we got a lot of listeners in the U.S., and you know they love their freedoms. And you're also free to check out our Twitter. Very active there. We host polls, memes. There's also the Cinematic Doctrine Facebook group called Cinematic Doctrine Facebook group. If you want to join, just answer the questions, read the rules, and tell them the podcast sent you. Also, you should check out our website. Some really cool stuff there. Editorials, written reviews for movies we haven't had time to cover. Always check out cinematicdoctrine.com when you get the chance. Oh, uh, Ted also told me I shouldn't forget to mention the Patreon. Something about you can support us or something? Wait, Ted, I thought this was like a hobby thing. You want me to... expand Cinematic Doctrine. You know this Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I forgot. I'm the one who put all this together. Yeah, Cinematic Doctrine has a Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can gain access to early uncut episodes of the podcast. Oh, and did I mention, you get to tell us what to do. That's right, each month you get to vote on a movie we discuss on the show. Anyways, I gotta run, so I'll see you guys later. So we're listed as a movie podcast on podcast apps. Even our profile photo just says Cinematic Doctrine and Movie Podcast. I don't know if you know this about our show, Daniel, but <laughs> that is a thing. Um, and the only implication... He's fair that in asking that. I just asked, like, hey, we should do this before. And he was like, we already do that in the intro of every episode. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like every episode, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how many times have I pitched you? Because So I was like, we should have a, we should have a goal on Patreon. Or if we had a certain number of subscribers, we review God's Not Dead. I pitched that to you like once a week for months now. And I wonder how many times ago you already did it. And we're just politely going, I think it was oh, after the g- first one. I said, this is a really good idea. And uh, I immediately went and did it. <laughs> and I guess you just, I guess you kept thinking like, what is he going to do it? <laughs> it's like, it's already there. Right. Uh, you tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, okay. In my defense, sometimes I do tell you things. And then like the next day. Hey Mel, what what time are we recording, <laughs> dude? <laughs> got a lot going on, uh, but so. Dan has also gotten better at that. So, no, uh, in our bio for Cinematic Doctrine, it actually the only implication that lists that we're a Christian podcast, and I can open it up right now. I said, yeah, influenced by Acts seventeen and Romans two four, specifically being uh, Paul going to the Areopagus, so observing a culture and then communicating to it as a Christian, and then Romans two four that uh, it's the Lord's kindness that draws us to repentance not the lord's wrath and so the idea being that our like it's that's our implication that we're 
unless you also know what the word doctrine means, but that could mean anything religious. We're a movie podcast who are Christian, not not so much that we're a Christian movie podcast. Because I cannot tell you how cringy I find the phrase, we're a such and such podcast from a Christian worldview or from a Christian perspective, or even podcasts that really get more deep. We're like a reformed Baptist perspective. And like, I just, I don't care about that. Um, just like, are you human beings that know that they're loved by the Lord or are you human beings that do not just I, you, maybe I, I actually don't want you to tell me that either <laughs> just oh. I'll know by your fruit if you are loved by the Lord or not or if you believe it and uh, I, I actually like to think that sometimes when people tune in they're just expecting a movie podcast with in they see zesty titles because they give us zesty titles in-depth show notes so that people can get quick notes on what we're talking about. And then they get nice little surprises when they learn that we're Christian. All that to say is I, I, it part of, part of my philosophy with the show is that I just think when you are loved by Christ, it just sort of builds a comfortability to be who he's made you to be. And it doesn't require you to start virtue signaling every episode that you're a Christian. I don't want to do that. That's that doesn't sound fun to edit every week. So uh that's that's it. That's what I got for you. What what do you have for me, Dan? <laughs> what what do you mean? <laughs> Does that feel weird to you as someone who's running a quote unquote Christian movie podcast that we're also just much more passive about our faith and stuff? Or I strongly believe that there's all kinds of ways to read uh work of art, right? Like there's there's like feminist readings, there's queer readings, there's what what you know, his looking at things in the historical context when they were released and that sort of thing. And so I think it's totally natural to have a Christian reading of it. But I think the difference is that a Christian, like I said, like the example, a Christian reading of superhero film is, boy, isn't it cool? Isn't it a good Christ-like example that people, heroes would willingly, you know? Yeah, I find that the worst. And so like, okay, like that's true, but like you could say that about 50 films. And so I think that there is an appropriate time and there's, there's appropriate material do that the same way you do it you apply anything like what's a a feminist reading of like paddington 2 i'd be very curious to what that is or you know a queer understanding of finding nemo or something you know and i'm sure you could read those things and you could eisegete as much as you want but you wouldn't get much out of it i think it's natural for the same thing to happen where it's almost like we're on standby like should a film or television show have things that we can properly react to or in you know dig into as believers i think that's what people are like waiting waiting for but you know i'm sure when if if we do end up reviewing ghostbusters afterlife <laughs> I, it's like as christians we don't necessarily uh, believe yes. in ghosts <laughs> but, but you know i i do not <laughs> like the idea of looking at i do not like the way certain christians will look at media to then think about God. I'm trying to think about how to say this. I I don't like the idea of like just watching something and going, well, what's a what's a Christian perspective on this? And because like, what, what does that mean? I I don't think that like means anything. That's just your perspective, man. Like at the end of the day, it's how you're viewing it in this current moment at this current time. When you immediately tag something like this is a Christian perspective, that's 
that is a title that is very, very, very strong and almost implies that from the beginning of time to now, if you are a Christian, this is the perspective of this. And I don't like that. I think that's irrational. I think that's unhealthy. I think that's limiting. I think that eliminates the freedom you get in Christianity. I think what's fascinating with the freedom in Christianity is like certain sins are not sins for other people because of the way freedom works. And that also goes with experience. Certain experiences are not mutual across the board. Like what, what, what do, you, do you have an example of that? So sins would may be like something like, so in theory, we know that like observing nudity isn't sin because God sees everybody at all times, which means even as I'm wearing clothing, he sees me like naked. So like the visibility of seeing someone naked isn't sin, but due to an individual's personal ability to lust or not lust, it changes how you view someone. And that particular strain of sin can go beyond whether the person's naked or not. That can just be, oh, you wore just an outfit that I like or a color that's this, whatever. And then you've gone too far and you've sinned in your heart, that kind of thing. That's different. And then in terms of experience, I think looking at something like the past few years with social movements where a bunch of uh, statistically speaking, a bunch of like middle class white people are feeling a particular strain of stress because they're watching these BLM protests and they're thinking, how is this possible? CRT bad. Okay. And then, like, but if you actually, if you actually first learn that the way that conservatives are talking about CRT, they're not actually talking about CRT. Uh, if you step away from that uh, and you actually look at these unique issues that the uh, black community has been experiencing, you start to learn that the things that are going on are experiential, not necessarily across the board. And I think one particular issue when you start to say things like this is a Christian reader, a Christian perspective, is you start to meld together what you perceive to be Christian, therefore right or wrong, therefore wisdom literature, therefore black or white, and not actually see it as, for me and as as Melvin Benson, a white Anglo-Saxon, very germanic looking guy who grew up in middle class and dropped out of college twice and has had unique difficulties in the christian church so my particular reading of a movie going hmm, yes quite this is the very christian perspective would be like totally affected by that now part of sanctification is becoming more like christ and therefore as i get closer to death and then ultimately beyond uh my perspective could become more and more quote unquote christian but even then like I just have to have the patience and the humbleness to say, actually, this is just how I see it. Like, And I think this is why in our episode on Dear Evan Hansen, when I'm a lot more passive about the perspective of the movie, it's because in this current time, like that's just how I'm viewing it and seeing it. But I'm also open to the fact that my experience is my own and different from yours, as was evident through that uh, through that two-hour episode. Um, And so when it comes to something like a a Christian insert hobby here podcast and people talking about the Christian perspective or every episode having a faith point or whatever, I I just don't really have an interest in that. And I often do not listen to podcasts because of that. Simultaneously, most Christian podcasts are just talking about Twitter and that's very boring. So I think there's 
I mean, there's, you said a bunch of stuff in there, so I mean, <laughs> a bunch as of stuff is typical of Melvin Benson, a bunch of stuff to react to. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think we're in agreement in the sense that we don't. I don't think I don't think you should try and shoehorn in a like. In theory, there is a Christian, like theologically orthodox response to almost anything. Sure, in theory, totally. But like, is it particularly insightful or helpful or or? <laughs> Like, you know, like the, to, you know, to reiterate, like some of the examples, like, like you could, like, there's plenty of films that because they don't touch upon any sort of moral or religious topics or ideas or even, or the movies themselves don't have anything aspirational to say, like, no, I don't think anyone would be interested in hearing a Christian's response, quote unquote, to like 40 different direct-to-video action movies starring, you know, Bruce Willis <laughs> or Wesley Snipes, like shooting people is bad, I guess, you know, like, I don't think that's particularly interesting. And so in that regard, yeah, like I sometimes wonder what podcasts that specifically their whole bag is like, all right, we're going to really look at this from a Judeo-Christian standpoint do when in a world where every other film that comes out is a superhero movie, which essentially has the same moral viewpoint for, for the most part. Like, do they just like, do they just like edit out the name of the particular superhero and just, and put and just in a put new something guy else in? Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be a really good grift. We should try and do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah the podcast equivalent of just like fake YouTube thumbnails. You know, you just yeah. keep uploading the same episode over and over again. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think because I've been trying to think about one of the things I've been thinking about, I should say, is just like what it means to have like a life that is like really fully engulfed in something, particularly in Christ. Like, what does that look like in your day to day life? Like what? It, totally. What it, so like in theory, that should also leak into the things that you watch and how you watch them. And that should also affect what you take away from the things that you watch. And, but like also at the same time, like there is nothing inherently sinful or wrong with having hobbies or things that mm-hmm. you only enjoy them purely for the sake of having something that you enjoy or relaxation and so forth. But with art, because art is something that is so powerful and intrinsically tied to experiencing it, like we experience art, we we are we communicate art. Yes, and yeah. we we're we're molded and shaped by it in certain ways, and we are also like moved by it. Like you, you seem to have a lot of emotional responses to films, for example, where yeah, like the number of times you've mentioned, even recently, that something in a movie costs you to get emotional or cry, like that is. That's the purpose of art in many ways. Dude, I that that was the opener I was thinking of with Evan Hansen. Uh, I was going to say to you how many times I've thought of Invincible since watching it and <laughs> thinking of the scene that makes me cry every time. Oh, man, it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, here we are. <laughs> like, I remember being at like a, a, uh, a wedding rehearsal or something, and I'm talking to my friend Melanie. Shout out to Melanie, Patreon supporter. And we were just talking about Invincible, and I'm like, man, it gets me every time. And then I literally, I choke up, and tears just come down my face. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm just like, emotions just come upon you. You can't even, emotions are triggered, so they just happen to you. You just sort of have to accept it. (laughs) But But yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I think in a way that also, that reflects our faith, because like, I think in theory, you know, because I don't want to assume anything about anyone's personal walk with the Lord, but... I respond to things because I am so um, moved by con- like things like self-sacrifice or love or putting others before yourself. 
Like anytime a, her- a hero will give their life for someone else, that's going to lie with me every time. And that's partially because <laughs> the tears, they're just coming. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, or like the it. end of the movie Logan gets me every time because it has honestly in a weird way, it has very Christian viewpoint and how it deals with concepts of like redemption or again, self-sacrifice or even in a weird way of fatherhood, you know, which is interesting as you say that, because I'm thinking of just the concept of being seen for me gets me emotional, which I would argue is a very Christian concept because it's like, what is Christ doing when he dies on the cross? Well, he sees me and he even sees who I am like in my sin. When I was doing my worst sin, he's dying on the cross, seeing me saying, I love you. Right. Or even when Jesus' ministry on earth, he constantly like he looks and he sees people. He sees yeah. one with the well, you know. And so that gets me every time. When I saw Isle of Dogs and it's uh, when the dog is finally introduced to the kid and he's just saying like, I see you, I see you. I see you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like Dear Evan Hansen, the first song is about wanting to be seen. I'm like, oh man, it got me. It's too late. And meanwhile, I was laughing because it's a 30-year-old guy. Just <laughs> yeah, like, it's a 30 That's what was so funny. When will these teenagers <laughs> see me? I'm yeah. like so conflicted. Like, that's a little <laughs> gross, but I also feel for you. And then, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2, for some reason, just Electro, just wanting to be seen. And I'm like, this is probably just not an accurate depiction of this character. Man, oh man, is it But it, it not? really is getting me. <laughs> <laughs> but then it just it captures it me borderline offensive i think yeah Catherine brought up some decent offensiveness that can be uh, <laughs> experienced with that but but that's that gets to the body of christ idea of like we're all different functions of the body but we're still the body but we see different things yeah, yeah. that are all still ultimately of what they're all god's creation god's goodness and so like something that touches me about god's goodness is that he sees me Something that touches you about God's goodness is his sacrifice, the fact that he would condescend himself to save a creation that rejects him. Now, could we do that every episode? I will just say no, because I don't want to. I don't think that, I don't think we need to. Well, I'm, I'm arguing you don't have a choice, because what I'm, like, what I'm saying is everything about the way you react and feel about films and most art and anything is going to be affected by the way you view the world oh totally so that's what i feel that's that's what i feel like that's why i say this is passive i don't feel like i need to pull a purd happily and explain every five minutes why something touches me and how that points to like a particular passage of scripture like um hagar hiding in the bush and putting her infant in another because she doesn't want to watch it die and then god sees hagar and says "Like, like i'll take care of you i don't need to go wow boy Man, Electra was seen. It's just like that passage in Genesis. It's like, could you imagine how bad of a podcast that would be? And it would just be, it would be the sort of cringe that like is asking for me to then get made fun of by the world. Uh, there's a difference between the world persecuting you and you e- egging it on, like asking for people to just like line up and hit you in the face. That's just like, not my vibe. That's not what I want to do. Um, I think I have a good social understanding of how, of when to do it on purpose. Um, so when I joke with my boss about like, haha, you just, you just an atheist. Cause there was a time when you didn't have a girlfriend. You thought God's not real. Cause I don't have a girlfriend. And like, so that's different. That's me having a good, decent relationship with him where I can have some banter. And you know what? That's totally fair and fine. But I'm not going to do that like what every episode of the podcast talking about specific Christian sure, themes yeah, or things. Yeah. Cause I, I just, I don't know. I think first off, I think 
Dan, I think you're worth more than me just doing that. I think I'm worth more than me just doing that. I think I, the audience is worth more than doing that. And I think especially Christ is worth more than that. Then for me to just be like, ah, yes, Ant-Man really thinks, makes me think of First John. Let's talk about how you shouldn't have idols. <laughs> like, Zacchaeus, mm. who is a wee little man, much like Scott Lang. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, like that would just be that would just be cringe. Yeah. I just, I don't need to do that. I have, I have a, I have a whole thing with our Sunday school where I told the kids in Sunday school. First, I told them that if they killed me, they could become the new youth associate <laughs> pastor. And that, my, yeah, dude. Which when I shared that joke with some parents in the church, they did not think it was funny. <laughs> but the kids you should ask funny. The, their parents the whole: Would you like to fight one thirty-year-old or thirty-one-year-olds? <laughs> I, I, I included that as an icebreaker question on the on the small group questions and did not get asked. But uh, but one of the other things I did a whole joke with them about like guys, any of you can become a youth pastor. It's really easy. You just have to like you have to. It's like Highlander. Well, <laughs> after you kill me, all you have to do is you just belabor metaphors. You just have to. Here's what you do. You say you're preaching about Jonah and the whale. You just have to look at the audience and go, "What's your whale?" Where is God holding you? <laughs> preparing you? What is God preparing you for before your ministry? You just do that over and over again, guys. You know, what's your Noah's Ark? Where is God? <laughs> you know, it's easy. And they were like, they, they all thought it was funny because they've all been to youth conferences and stuff like that. But yeah, like, I feel like do that, yeah. it's very easy to do that. The pa- the podcasting version, just like in this movie, <laughs> what's Superman, your Thanos? <laughs> Superman <laughs> is willing to die to save Lois. Does that remind you of anyone? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I also think, like, I think it'd be interesting to have a like case study, like just compare our episodes to a so-called secular movie podcast. And I think over time, you could see like our reactions to things or things that we value or things that we pinpoint will perhaps naturally bear out a difference in worldview. It might be and, gentler, too. Or subtler. Because I've repeated many times how I don't like to just mock movies. And if you check out secular shows, they do that a lot to the point that some shows I don't watch or listen to anymore because i sort of think they're just mocking people and directors too much and i think there's a balance between goofing off about bizarre choices like dear evan hansen having a 30 year old perform as a 16 year old (laughs) um which is just worthy of mockery um and he could could be 17 he says a senior in high school (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay one more year (laughs) that forehead just really grows in one year don't it (laughs) Well, it's the really strange thing is it's funny because like it is just because of the way he looks because Andrew Garfield is roughly the same age as him, but he plays a high school student for all of Amazing Spider-Man 1 and then he's graduating from high school at the beginning of Amazing Spider-Man 2 and it's noticeable but not nearly as bothersome because he just – he look. He doesn't look like. Yeah, but you then know. you look at the Raimi Spider Man. Yeah. Everybody is thirty years old. But like, he had the good sense to immediately move them from high school. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Get your one scene in high school where it's fun and goofy, and then you move on. Um, but yeah, you'll. I think you'll notice that we're more gentler with our episodes um, when we talk about a myriad of podcasts and and topics. I mean, the fact that like um, we'll even talk about things that are often in Christian communities, big no-nos. Um, the fact that I jokingly joke about CRT or conservatism, um, Dan mentioning the fact that there can be queer feminist perspectives immediately lights him on fire. And so like, um, I think the (laughs) fact that we have like this patience to act 17 to actually be like, no, we live in a real world and these are real things happening in it. And we're going to talk about them because, that's what Christ did. And that's what I'm going to do too. 
Now, I'm not a pastor, so I also can just spend time one episode just being like, man, Eternals blows, dude. Like, I think that's <laughs> totally fine. But yeah, I, that's 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 why I think our show, I, I th- that's why I like our show. That's why we have the number one podcast in America, folks. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are above Sheologians, above the rise and fall of Mars Hill. We are killing it, boys. I would love to have a show where I just interview different people from different like podcasts and stuff just to pick their brains. So on BBC, um, their radio shows, they every now and then, I think it's every year, they do a rotation where one other person on their program, one other group of podcasters or radio hosts listen to another show and then they share their thoughts on it. And then the next show will do another one. And so then it, it gives... Um, it gives a way for the rest of the shows to advertise each other, but also to hear different perspectives on how different shows think about each other. I think Christians are oftenly, often very scared of analysis of each other. Um, and because, I don't know, <laughs> because they're dope well, babies. Well, it's, we- it's weird. Like- <laughs> no, it's, it's, Christians have no problem voicing displeasure with one another. They have no quote unquote pointing at pointing out error is the way they'll put it. That's fair. They have no problem with that, but like just having a like conversation about it, but doing a face to face or conversation about it. Yeah. Cause like, I think we could, there are podcasts I would love. There was actually, there's, there is another show that I would love if we almost did a joint episode where we just said, here's our best three episodes. Here's your best three episodes. Let's have a conversation about it and just talk. Uh, and then step away and just see what happens. Because like that would be really interesting, especially as podcasts that have a subject matter who are Christians. But that's a different topic than this, which is also a different topic from what we press play to, to actually record. But yeah, does that um, does that maybe satisfy a bit of your your? Because um, I've heard this for the last few weeks, um, where you sort of think like, hmm, aren't aren't we a Christian podcast? <laughs> What's no, going on here, buddy? A, I don't have any displeasure <laughs> with the show or anything. I just, yeah. <laughs> but does it satisfy a bit of that itch that like, Hmm, wait a minute. I will never be satisfied. Melvin. That's fair. I figure. Well, thanks for tuning in to this surprise <laughs> episode of cinematic doctrine. This has been a very fascinating discussion and I already thought of a title. It's a, it's a let's talk episode. Title <laughs> ruins another intro. <laughs> No, I was going to say, um, is Cinematic Doctrine a Christian movie podcast or a Christian podcast? Question mark. I think that's a good title. Amazing clickbait title. Yeah. That's because I think uh, <laughs> the, the, everyone is like, was there any doubt? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> is this going to be one of those like sad? Is this like Red, Wet, Rhett and Link announced they weren't Christians anymore? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I should make a special just to or put in the notes. We're still, or what is it? Um, uh, yes, <laughs> I love Christ, but I don't like religion. What's that old YouTube uh, video that went uh, around a bajillion years ago? I, I love Jesus. I don't love religion. <laughs> and I remember actually, I watched um, the Amazing Atheist. That's a name that may take some people back. But he had a, he had a critique of it where he's like, okay, yeah, what's the difference? And like the whole video, the guy never actually makes a meaningful. He doesn't draw a meaningful line between loving Jesus and being religious. And he's just like, oh, I believe in the tenets of Jesus and all this stuff. And he's just like, that's religion. Like, you're describing religious yeah, belief. you're just describing religion. <laughs> it's, it was uh, proto-exvangelicalism. That's what it was. But Yeah, I'm this I weird digress. thing where I hate people who are, like, overly mean 
So I do, so which which pushed me on the outs of a lot of conservative pundits and religious figures because yeah, I'm very pleasant. Yeah, very. But mean. then I also like hate like wishy washy. Like I just I'm into the whole love thing, and they're just scared to have any like beliefs in any direction because I don't like that either. So what I'm saying is I'm just generally upset all the time apparently because <laughs> there's very few people that. I mean, I guess that's just being a human being. There's, there's, there's not going to be anyone who just 100% agrees with you. But, it was the episode know. when we did The Chosen or um, that other Christian movie about the music um, with the dad. I forget what it's called. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Where with the dad. <laughs> What's <laughs> that movie that has a dad in it? <laughs> no. That's right. Um, I lost the game. Oh, no. I'm thinking about Invincible again. Someone get me some <laughs> tissues. <laughs> If, if I read the Twitter, I could just see people spamming me that scene. <laughs> just like, oh, you're going to cry? Like, then they said the Tobey Maguire, you're going to cry? We're going to be reviewing, like, House of Gucci, and somebody's going to start crying. But, like, are, you, are you thinking about Invincible like a Melvin? <laughs> I got to get, get a sound bite. And, like, whatever we could afford, Zencaster Pro, you can get a soundboard. And I could just, like, you could have control of it. So, like, every time you want me to stop talking, you just press the clip. I'll, I'll have you. What, what will you have? You'll have nothing. I'll still have you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting stronger every minute right now. Yeah. <laughs> building the callus. You're building antibodies to <laughs> that one scene in Invincible. Omnibodies. It's great. Omnibodies. Uh, That's a t shirt. But yeah. Good, good little surprise episode. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Cinematic Doctrine. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast. And as mentioned before, Cinematic Doctrine has a Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you're opted into a once-a-month movie poll where you decide a movie we discuss on the podcast. There are other unique benefits that come with supporting the podcast, so be sure to check that out at patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine. A special shout out to those who support at the Art House Theater tier on Patreon. Thank you so much, Mom, Dad, Melanie, Sherlyon, and Thomas. You guys are the best, and your continued monetary support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, stay cool. Want some Cinematic Doctrine swag? You're in luck. We've got 3-inch Cinematic Doctrine logo stickers exclusive for Patreon supporters. Perfect for your travel mug or laptop. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine, link in the show notes, and choose the independent theater tier. Doing so will net you other perks too. But let's be real, the podcast stickers are the coolest perk. So get yourself some podcast stickers by supporting on Patreon.